0: Look what you made me do. Look what I made for you. His name is Old Man, Old Man Way. I live by A girl. I die by the foot. Old Man, Old Man Way, Old Man. I'm about to do something terrible. Old Man, Old Man Way, Old Man. Old, Oh! old man, Old Man Nope, not doing this. We're not doing this. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha! Point Old Man. Old Man. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Old Man Wade Show. I am your host, Old Man Wade. The podcast so nice, I gotta say it twice. This is the Old Man Wade Show. And as I have been doing for the last eh, month or some change, I'm gonna start with Old Man Ranting. And today, we're gonna talk about dealing with rejection. Recently, I applied for a a full-time job that would get me out of my current full-time gig. Something that would put me in a position to make me a lot happier it would make my life a little easier it would make me happier which in which would make my wife's life a little bit easier because I'd be happier I'd be home it'd be easier for me to like deal with the dog um, shout out to Scarlett and just in general a better quality of life unfortunately didn't really work out the way I wanted to I didn't get the job Now, this isn't to necessarily disparage the job that I applied for, because honestly, they had their reasons for it. And some of it has to do with the fact that I probably need to go back to school and, you know, just further my education when it comes to writing. So I'm not mad at that. But I am, however, severely and utterly disappointed at not getting the job. So when it came to actually dealing with it, it took me a while to actually not just acknowledge what happened, but really internally think about what it meant for me. Now, it's easy to just say something like, you know, better luck next time, or this job wasn't for you, and, you know, something else better will come. And while all those things are great and fantastic, and they do help me kind of process what happened, At the moment, all I can think about is hearing this and going, Yeah, that's great, but right now, I don't really want to hear that. And I can't say that to my friends because really all they're doing is the best they can. And it's something I appreciate. So reading it, my mind is thank all of y'all for, like, you know, saying the things that you do and being supportive of it. But my Animal brain is just like, I don't want to hear that shit right now. But thankfully, my emotions in my animal brain didn't outweigh my rational thought. So as I'm kind of dealing with the idea of rejection, dealing with what just happened, I kind of thought about what my next move is. But unfortunately, I didn't know what was next. And thankfully... I was given a good amount of time to kind of, like, you know, sit and think with it. Well, actually, no, I'm lying. I didn't get a lot of time to really sit and think about it. I got an email from one of my bosses saying, like, you know, I didn't get the job and, you know, so on and so forth. But thankfully, my editors are fantastic, and they said to me, if you want to have a conversation about what happened, we can have a full-fledged, like, conversation and it wasn't just one of those like hey we'll convert converse via email and that'll be the end of that it was an actual like voice call like hey we will set up a time we'll set up a meeting and we can figure out um how we can move forward for this not saying that I was going to get some fantastic job going forward but we can talk about why you didn't get that and for me I looked at that as an opportunity to voice my opinion on how I felt about not getting it which I met them with positivity because honestly, like, I can't be mad at a decision made if I felt that what their point was, was justified. And it was like, you know, there are some things I need to tone myself up. No, not really tone myself up, but tighten myself up in terms of my writing. There were grammatical errors and punctuation things like that, that need to be fixed. Grammatical errors that need to be, I need to be a better writer. The ideas are there The content is there But Commas may not be where they need to be And I may be using the wrong Quotations and so on and so forth So they wanted somebody That wasn't me And honestly it's difficult To even say that out loud Because and not to sound arrogant And narcissistic I'm damn good at what I do When I write I know what I'm doing I make it a point to just understand what I'm doing. I research the stuff as I'm writing, and sometimes even before I write it. So when I'm looking at, for example, let's just say I'm writing an article on Thanos. It'll force me to go through my Marvel Unlimited app and look look at who Thanos was before I knew who he was. And which is funny, shout out to Super Bowl Kavi, he pointed out that there are inaccuracies to a lot of people, which is me included, where Thanos wasn't the death-obsessed eternal that I thought he was. You can look into that, and I'll get into that later, maybe in an article, or maybe in a further episode. But it's things like that that allow me to be really good at what I do. So I don't talk about things that I don't know about because honestly, it would do me and everyone else reading a disservice. So if someone says to me, Hey, when did this happen? and I give them an inaccurate art um article. Wow, if I give them an inaccurate comic book issue, that looks bad on me. So and so someone said to ask me when Betsy Braddock and Rachel Summers first kissed. So a simple solution was Google it. Now this is a comic book that I don't necessarily read because I'm not a big fan of Betsy Braddock, and it was Knights of X number four. Now I could just as simply have said, simply have said, I don't know, and kind of left it at that. But what kind of comic book fan or someone who considers himself as as much as an expert as they can? would I be if I just kind of just left it alone or gave them, gave them false information? And that's part of I really truly feel that makes me as good as I am because I go the effort extra effort. And it was also funny hearing people say, like, you know, instead of saying, if I get the job, when I get the job, because these are, these are things that I say to other people. And hearing it, for me, it was different. And while I understand the sentiment, it really felt I felt a certain way because it's almost like and it's just my 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 brain. This is just how so I don't want to think anybody like, you know, saying this is saying what I'm about to say should feel the way I do. But it's just when I hear someone say, think about when as opposed to if, it kind of made me get my expectations up higher than I wanted to. And honestly it made me think as if that maybe I shouldn't get my hopes up. Maybe I shouldn't tell people how I felt about what was going on or even just give them the information like, hey, I'm applying for this job and I did apply for this job and I did great on this interview because if it doesn't work out the way it's supposed to, now I'm in a position where I kind of have to tuck my tail and just go, hey, I didn't get the job, oh, hey, I didn't get this, and so on and so forth. When realistically, when you tell the right people, it's not a situation where you have to tuck your tail because honestly, you're not doing that. When I went and told my friends that I didn't get the job, I didn't feel embarrassed. The people that I talked to, I felt kind of like, hey, I need some space for the time being, you know, just give me some time to process what was going on. And they understood, which was great. And speaking of understanding everything that went on, it took me, I'm still, I want to say a week into everything that happened, and I still haven't really processed what was going on because I just happened to wake up in the middle of my sleep, rolled over, checked my phone, and saw that I had a message from one of my editors. And so I'm, you know, obviously excited because I'm thinking, "Hey, I got this, I got this. And it was, hey, you're not going to get the job. So then I had to try to fall back asleep for the next couple hours, get up, walk the dog, feed the dog, put the dog back in her home, and then go to work. And then go to work at a job where I had to be not necessarily numb to what happened, but kind of put everything that happened to a back burner while I'm being a compassionate person. And I did. And I was actually proud of myself for putting my emotions aside for a little while and just understanding that for the next 8 hours and for the next few days that there's really nothing I can do about what's going on. Because honestly, there really was nothing I can do, nothing I could do. If I would have acted a fool and just, you know, just got way too emotional at my job, I can get fired. It is what it is. I don't have that luxury. And so I put that to the side. I work my eight hours and I kind of just sucked it up. And I have a friend of mine who drops me off at a train station because it's in route to where they're going. And normally I say, yeah, uh, thanks for the drop-off. But for a couple of days I said, Meh. I kind of, no thank you today. And it was honestly because I was in my feelings. I didn't know how to really process, and I think I've said this already, I didn't know how to process that. So it took a while. And thankfully I live, I live and I'm married to a woman who understands the idea of what it's like when you, not necessarily fail, but when you're looking forward to something and it doesn't necessarily work out the way you want it to. So when I told her what was going on, she was very receptive of what's that. She asked the right questions without being aggressive is the wrong word, without being, without seeming like she's prying about what happened, but being as compassionate as possible. And that's what I needed. I'm a super emotional person. So I need these kind of things. And I need someone to kind of help me go through everything that's happening. All right. So fast forward a few days later, I'm still going to work. I'm going home. And I'm still not really processing what's going on because, like, I was super hopeful. I thought there was going to be a new chapter in my life. And it is. But it was a different chapter as opposed to. Like, you know, if you read a, a, just for shits and giggles, let's just say you're reading a book on pirates and the chapter ends with the captain shoving his shovel, for lack of a better phrase, into the X that marks his spot. And then you pick up the next chapter, expressing, expecting him to say, hey, I got all this treasure. When realistically, it's just, you know, you open a chest and it's like, hey, sorry, but the princess is in another castle or the treasure is in another castle that's pretty much what it felt like it felt like you know what, better example it felt like defeating bowser in world eight castle eight you jump over bowser the the axe cuts the bridge he falls into the lava you, you hear the the happy theme music and then you see toe and it's like oh the princess in another castle and that's kind of what it felt like it's like motherfucker like in, in another castle really gotta do this shit again so it is what it is but um, as I was saying, it's like so. My wife was like, we were supposed to go hang out with um, her niece and her, her niece's boyfriend, who I absolutely loved the both of them. And I wasn't sure how I was going to be able to feel while all this is going on, and I wasn't sure how to present to my wife that I didn't think it'd be a good idea for me to go because I don't want to take something the wrong way, and so. Her being the amazing woman that she is and being in tune to who I am. She said, hey, do you still want to go hang out with us tomorrow? At the time it was tomorrow. And she said, I know that you really haven't processed everything that's going on. And it may not be like, you know, something you want to do. She says, if you want to go, then absolutely. We'd love to see you. We'd love, I'd love for you to go, blah, blah, blah. And it kind of made me seen. I felt seen at the time because she understood exactly where I was going, what I was going through. And she understood that like, you know, this wasn't something that I was ready. I had not dealt with yet. And honestly, a week later, I'm still kind of dealing with it. And the reason I'm recording now, which I wasn't going to record today, was just kind of, it felt like. Maybe talking out would be to make things a little bit better. But anyway, I hung out with the dog. Me and Scarlett had a good time. She kind of, and it's the thing about dogs, like, or just pets in general. They kind of know. And Scarlett was a bit barky, but she's super protective. But for the most part, she kind of left me alone. Unless it was a loud noise and it was like, protect, protect dad and blah, 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 blah. which was kind of cool. But um, still kind of dealing with it. And it's still something that I'm probably going to be something I'm going to have issues with for a little while. Um, The next interview or next meeting, next call went well and we'll figure out from there. But it's been a process and honestly, it feels really good just to be able to even talk about it because it's it's different when. It happens to you. You can give someone all the pleasantries and you can know in your heart that the person you're talking to is much better than what they were given. But you don't know what it's like until you actually have to deal with it. And it was it was an experience. And that's you know life. Life is full of experiences. Life is full of these moments that make us who we are. And I'm still kind of like, you know, going through it. I'm probably going to be going through it for probably a little while because this was the first time that I went for a job that I want to do for the rest of my life and was told no. And as much as I'd like to say it was a not right now, it may not be a not right now. It was It was a no. I shouldn't even say that. Let me rephrase. Because the... HR person who interviewed me and the editors I talked to after that, from my perspective, kind of seemed like, you know, they were genuine when they understood what I was going, what I'm, I bring to the the site and stuff like that. So it is what it is. Um, I'm hoping that one day I will become a full-time writer. That's my goal. That's the dream podcasting right now. It'd be great to do this podcast full-time but you know it's just not in the cards right now it's not really necessarily a passion um eh, i shouldn't say that because i i do love talking shit i do love coming on here grabbing the microphone setting the laptop up and just talking so there is a passion to that but you know for now that's just kind of is what it is another thing i want to discuss was the john Morant situation with adam silver so, as I talked about in the previous episode, John Morant did some. He uh, waved a gun around in a IG live video, and we've gone from there, so on and so forth. And Adam Silver, you know, he had his. He felt a certain way about it because he said he felt a certain way about it. You can look up the videos and you can see his emotions and his comments about that. What I didn't like is what happened after. Before the NBA Finals started, Adam Silver said, and I quote, We've uncovered a fair amount of additional information since I was last asked about the situation. We probably could have brought it to a head now, but we made the decision, and I believe the Players Association agrees with us that it would be unfair to see these players and in these teams in the middle of this series to announce the results of that investigation. And given that we're in the off season, he has been suspended by the Memphis Grizzlies indefinitely, so nothing would have changed anyway in the next few weeks. So I'm gonna stop it there. You can look up the rest of the quote and what everything Adam Silver said. You can see the video because it was actually a press conference. I'm gonna say this: what Adam Silver did, and I don't think I've and I haven't personally seen anybody mention this, what he did was fucking disgusting. Let me start off by saying, John Morant was already caught with a gun or during an Instagram Live, and the first one was in a strip club, if I'm mistaken, or a gentleman's club, or just a club in general, I don't fucking know. He served a suspension, he came back, all is well, blah, 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 blah. did an interview with Jalen Rose, but previous to that, he said he spent some time in a facility to get his like issues together, which... If anyone has dealt with mental health mental health issues, it takes more than three days just to go through a revolving door kind of thing and just come out on top. So I felt a certain way about that, and I kind of felt like the NBA was pushing him to kind of come back because he's one of the faces, if not the face, of the league. But Adam Silver is treating this situation as if it's a series, like a TV series ending inclusion where it's like, well, what will happen to John Morant? Tune in after the NBA finals for the rest of my quotes. That's nasty. It's absolutely disgusting. It's deplorable. But I also think this is Adam Silver kind of putting his foot down in a sense where it's like everyone says this is a player's league and while it is a player's league, I think he's trying to say, well, I'm still the big dog here, so this is what it is. And if that's the case, again, disgusting, deplorable. I honestly feel that, like, what happened was just wrong. Why say anything at all? You did an investigation. You found some stuff. We'll talk about it later. Whether it's good or bad, and John Morant's camp said that it was a toy gun. That's neither here nor there. Uh, There is a morality clause in most platforms and companies and stuff like that where you can't do or say things where it could be detrimental to the company John Morant flashed a gun even if it was a toy gun there's still an issue there and you should absolutely know better so now we're awaiting we're awaiting this decision that goes to a man's livelihood his career and he thought it was important and a good idea. And the people behind him said, we're going to wait until the NBA finals is over. That's wrong. John Morant made a made a mistake according to Adam Silver, according to the NBA. And I'm not going to say whether he did or he didn't, because I don't know. Could have been a water gun. It could have been one of those. It could have been a water gun. I've been to strip clubs. I've been to clubs. I've been all over the place where like a water gun will shoot like Jose Cuervo or, Whiskey or vodka, like, you know what I mean, just for shits and giggles. Or it just could have been a water gun where he's just shooting water in the air. Fine, whatever. And there are morality clauses, et cetera, et cetera. But you're the commissioner of a billion-dollar franchise, organization, sport, whatever, whatever it is. And you decide to treat this like, Rachel, will will Rachel or Ross, Rachel or Ross get together? At the end of a season. That's awful. This is definitely going to affect the way players view him going forward. I guarantee that that's the case. Because it's, you know, it's wrong. You know, some people will disagree and that'll be what it is. But, you know, that's how it goes. Moving forward to a fun topic that I actually kind of came across when I was on Reddit, Reddit is a gift and a curse. Uh, I don't read I don't read comments in general unless I'm getting paid to. If I don't get paid to read comments, then I don't read them. But I go on there looking for you know attractive women or just or naked women or pornography or whatever. Come across a particular porn star, and it was funny because it said TikTok, and I was like, oh, let me see what this TikTok is about. And I kid you not, she said. In case you had any idea of, excuse me, in case you had any intention of launching a rocket today, this is for you. So she says this in a sexy voice and counts down from, I think, five to one. And essentially, this is a jerk-off instruction kind of thing. A jerk-off instruction is literally what you think it is. It's someone uh, talking seductively or sexually or, just naked and like doing things to themselves and telling you to do things to yourself. And it's kind of one of those things where it's like, you know, it's 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 a kink. If you like it, you like it. I've seen a few that I've enjoyed. But I gotta say, I saw this and I went, Wow, this is fucking genius. Because let's call it like it is. TikTok is a place where you have to be very cautious of what you do and don't say. And you can easily get kicked off, get suspended, have your account just absolutely deleted for the things you may say or do. And honestly, this was smart as hell. Like, you can't really say anything because you didn't say penis. You didn't say it. You didn't say dick. I didn't even say any. Look, okay, fine. Well, Rocket could be interpreted a certain way. But you know what? I am mad at it. Get your clicks. Get all the clicks in the world. Continue to get the views. Because fun fact, if I find something that I'm into kink-wise, guess what? I'm going to continuously watch it. It'll be on repeat, and that'll be what it is. So get your shit off. And I am not mad at it at all. sorry all right. This has been the Old Man Wade Show. I am your host, Old Man Wade. And I want to thank all of you for listening. You could be anywhere in the world, but you're here with me, all the cliche stuff that goes on with it. If you want to talk shit to me, find me on oldmanwadecom. Fun fact for you, I will probably send you a Shayna Baszler gift if you say some fuck shit, because I don't care if you're negative. I will just ignore it and go from there. And, you know, it is what it is. Find me on oldmanwadecom on Instagram, on Twitter, and on TikTok. You can also find me on bam smack pow. Um, Mark Lynch, you Google that, and you'll come up to all my articles, and it'll be like an assortment of comic book-related stuff, because I love my comic book stuff, and I say this every week, but next week, I promise, or next episode, it'll be comic book-related. And, possibly not. And, normally, I end it one way, but I'm gonna try something different. Have a Baszler best day. Damn it, Wade!